Welcome in everyone to episode 70 of the Battlecats podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Pang. And today we will not be joined by Speedy, but I will not be running this podcast alone. I do actually have a very special guest today with me, so I don't have to be talking to myself. But we have a special guest none other known as Vroom Vroom Pow, who was the recent Sylph Arena world champion. So welcome in. Hi, Caleb. Uh, it's really great to be here. Yes. Uh, a few questions first. Uh, do you prefer I call you Vroom Vroom Pow, Vroom, or anything else throughout this podcast? And also my second follow question is, uh, where did the username come from? Um, so answer to your first question, uh, room is fine. Uh, room is definitely easier. Uh, so Pao comes from, so my, my real name, like my, my real name translates like really well to the broom nickname. So a lot of my friends used to call me broom back in the day, like throughout my college life, throughout school. Uh, it's just very similar. Like it's, it's a pun on my name. On my real name uh and <laughs> i found it really funny because at some point like no one really called me vroom vroom pow but like uh everyone called me vroom but uh there's this really funny song uh by the black eyed piece called boom boom pow so uh i really thought it would be like i was thinking of like gaming igns and i really thought okay like what how do i use like room here so i came up with like vroom vroom pow I, th- I thought it was a catchy name. And to be honest, many people have agreed with me that it's a catchy name. So No, it is. Yeah. I mean, for, for those that don't have the background on it, um, I, I definitely heard of you prior to Silferina Worlds. And, um, but it was really... I, I've never said your name so many times until I was shoutcasting the Worlds tournament and you were in it. But it, it worked really well, too, because uh, it, it really just added up to the hype of... Uh, your tournament performance but we'll get into more of that later um, for those that don't know too room is you're you're in india right now correct yes i'm in india okay at the moment. cool cool awesome so slight times of difference but we were able to find a way to get you on this podcast which again thank you for being a part of it um tell us a little about yourself too i i remember you said you were also but, in the uk at one point prior to this um yeah, so I spent three years in in Europe in general. So like I spent two years in Switzerland in Geneva, but at that point I was not playing Pokemon Go. Uh, I spent one year in the Netherlands after I was playing like Pokemon Go. Uh, mm-hmm. That was like, I mean, that was like really fun. Like I, 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 that's why I knew I know like a lot of European community in Pokemon Go as well because I was playing in Europe at a certain point. And uh, and mostly, mostly I spent most of my life in India. Uh, so like I'm 28 years old, so I spent like 25 years in India. Uh, when I when I spent time outside of India, like in Europe, it was to study mostly. Uh-huh. Um, so like right now, I I travel back to India, and uh, right now I'm like working here. Okay. As, awesome. As a as a, as a in, in in like technology and software. Okay, great. That's amazing. And you, so you said you you weren't playing Pokemon Go right when you're in Europe, but eventually you started playing too. Did so? What when did you start playing Pokemon Go? Was it so, uh, so, like a few years after the beginning? Yes, no. So uh, 
so i so when pokemon go came out in 2016 i was still in india at the moment and mm-hmm. so i played it then so like from june 2016 i remember to around september 2016 i was playing pokemon go in in new delhi this is where i reside and uh, after that like i think it was like a very uh, meme like thing in the beginning and then then it's like for a few months everyone in this everyone in the entire world was playing pokemon go like <laughs> yeah. right now we have a much smaller you know like more niche crowd which plays mm-hmm. pokemon go it's definitely more popular still but like at the moment like everyone was playing pokemon like so uh so i also played like 3 months there and of course they only had the first generation of pokemon they like it was like a very rudimentary uh gym system there were like no raids and stuff so i obviously like like most people like i think 99 like 99% of the people in the world i also got bored of it so i stopped playing so from mm-hmm. 2016 september to 2019 uh november i did not play the game again i may okay. have installed it once or twice but like i never really came back to it uh this is and w- within these three years was that was a couple of years i spent in europe like in, in switzerland like doing my masters like i never touched the game uh okay. i i played other pokemon games but i never touched pokemon go in particular uh then in october 2019 i remember uh, there was the halloween event uh, going on so i i opened the game very randomly like a friend of mine said okay like you, you i'm i'm playing it again you want to try it so i i opened it up and i realized like compared to 2016 like they have a lot more pokemon like by the time the they had released four generations of pokemon right and they had a revamped raid system they had a they had a revamped gym system so i felt it was like pretty cool and this was like i was not introduced to pvp at this point so i knew there was a feature i i fiddled around with it a little bit like playing some friendly battles but like at the time gbl did not exist so there was self but i was not in, involved with like self battles in, initially mm, uh, right so there were there i was like just like you know enjoying like basic like enjoying the grinding catching pokemon every day like on my commute to on my commute to here and there just like catching collecting uh so this is where i like and i have been playing ever since so it's been like almost the majority of 3 years since i've been gotcha. playing pokemon yeah. again yeah it goes by quick too you mentioned that you played other pokemon so did you grow up playing pokemon games or you kind of got into it a little bit later in life too and i i assume you mean like the main series game too right yeah so in india it's a it's a bit strange because unlike the rest of unlike most of the western world or the rest of the world we first had access to the anime and then we got the games so like well it's the other way around so uh, of course like the anime came in india like around 2022 or 2021 or 2001 and 2002 my bad mm-hmm. uh 2002 or 2001 and uh i watched the anime and like like as you probably know like it was like really hype right like with everyone in the most people like that's how pokemon really got famous like with the anime so right. after shortly after that like uh, i got like a first by first computer and i got a bunch of games and i am not ashamed to say like okay like uh at the moment i did not own a game i actually owned a game boy but i did not have pokemon on it so i still played pokemon on an em- on an emulator like 
uh, you you can cut it out of the podcast if you want to. Like, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, no, it's fine. Yeah, like I, like many people, I played on an emulator. I played like the first. So at this point, I played most of the generations on emulator. But in two thousand eight, I got a Nintendo DS, uh, and I played like Pokemon Diamond on it. And uh, recently, I have owned a Nintendo Switch. So all the recent Pokemon games, like Sword and Shield, Pokemon Unite, even Pokemon Ar- Ar- Arceus or Arceus Legends, I have mm. played most of them on Switch. And uh, there's this competitive side of it, which is like Pokemon Showdown. Right. So VTC VTC does not really take place in India, right? Like because like 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 we don't really have access to many play Pokemon events. So Showdown was like a very competitive uh, Pokemon. Uh, battling website which i used to frequent i used to follow like pokemon comics in general like anime manga so i have a, like more than pokemon go like i feel that i have a connection with pokemon in general so i see yeah you, you mentioned the not having a lot of play pokemon events in india too so we'll get into that a little bit later as well so you you mostly when you played the main series side you also did kind of competitive stuff with showdown as well right is is that what i'm understanding yes but it was never like on such a level where i was like winning some international tournament so <laughs> yeah like, that's that's like, a tough like, one in, in like a famous games. name or something <laughs> no for sure that's amazing that's awesome um yeah so we'll talk a little bit about sylph in a second but for those listening to depending if it's your first time or you've listened a couple of times maybe you haven't yeah. done sylph sylph arena is kind of a grassroots uh, third-party organization that created PvP tournaments back in uh, pretty much January of 2019, like a few weeks after PvP dropped. And they had like multiple, you know, uh, tournaments every single month of regionals and then world championships. And we are now in, we just finished up season four. So it's been going on for uh, four years or or almost four years at this point compared to play pokemon which is the official uh, pokemon tournament circuit that just finished one season so for those listening spoiler alert vroom vroom pow is the world champion for this year but going back to your early days of sylph so i i, I did go through your sylph card just just to freshen up and for me to understand too it looks like you started playing sylph back in uh voyager cup so around like april of 2020 as well so like you mentioned it was it was after go battle league came out too which makes sense because i think go battle league introduced a lot of people to sylph uh, because go battle league you know it's just blind three format but there is no show six so for those looking to try out show six uh this was definitely the spot too um how did you get introduced to sylph back then uh, so there were two things, as you mentioned, it was, of course, like, uh, we were all in lockdown and GBL had just dropped. So I realized that there was a thing called Sylph. Uh, before that, in New Delhi, there were like a lot of in-person tournaments. I sort mm-hmm. of like knew about them tangentially, but I never attended any of them. But when, uh, like, like of course, it's a, when it's an in-person tournament thing, it's more like a tightly knit community. So I don't think they were like advertising it a lot. Like they had just like their own thing going on and they would play every month. But I think after COVID came at like, it really started spreading. It was not just, uh, it was not just uh, like in New Delhi. Like if you, if you look at some of my early cups, uh, many of them, actually the first five or six of them are all took place in India. Like all took place were, were organized by Indian communities. Uh, so 
basically and actually most of the actually like at least four of them the first four of them by like delhi communities so it is mm-hmm. very clear like i started networking i had started networking a bit more in pokemon go so these were the people who invited me to like pokemon like you can see i was like not good at all so like i uh, this was a time when i was just level 32 i feel because like uh, i had just started playing after like 3 years and this was like i started playing in like october as i said and this is like april i was like level 33 or level 34 uh so you can see that i you can see that like i barely had access to a resumeral uh this is a cup like voyager cup is a cup where people were using like magnesium and i had just missed by the way i had just missed the december community day oh like and uh, i had no idea about like pvp ids and stuff so i involved whatever i can so one of the, one of the worst pokemon till date that i built was a 13 attack 3 defense and 1 hp umbreon <laughs> that was like so if you, if you look at one of those tournaments like uh if you look at this July 16 2020 flash catacomb i'm using an umbreon that's the worst umbreon like that's the bad umbreon so uh, i i i did not get one until like much later like december 2020 like that's where i got the actual good umbreon uh so uh, it was just like a fun thing at the moment i was not into it competitively uh i was I did not even have the resources to like reach legend in GBL to be honest like because I would reach like something like 2400 for the first two seasons and then I would like fall back because I had no no legendaries no good pokemon to play ML with and if you remember like initially there was like ML was quite restricted like there was no ML PC even in the first season and even UL was like completely dominated by like Giratina and Cresselia so yeah. like and and even like Articuno like like many of these legendaries were like way more viable than they they are now so i did not even have a swamp pot i think so i was like trading with locals for like a random bad iv swamp pot like i remember so um so yeah so this is this is during covid so i was like not very good at it Um, no, that's yeah. that's totally fine. I mean, I, I'm looking at some of your tournament, early tournaments. I feel like sometimes I still pull those kind of records now. So <laughs> I don't think that was a bad start at all, especially I mean, without all the resources. Because yeah, that's always tough too. Because you hopped in towards the end of season two or so, and for some people that <laughs> you know they were also starting out around that time. But I I think a lot of people too. They've been playing still for over like a year and a half by then, right? So they were, yes, uh, they exactly. were, they had a lot of resources, which is, which is always interesting too, because as someone that started from the beginning, like it's, it's always easy to forget that, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the stuff you run into can be tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm using a Manectric in one of those cups. I mean, Manectric was like really bad, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I still overheated like a Ferrothorn, I think. So good on me. Yeah. Oh no, over not overheat. Like there's like a flame burst. I think I, I threw like a flame burst on a Ferrothorn. Yeah, the only thing I remember coverage. to be honest because <laughs> this is the only thing I remember to be honest that's just like pretty much uh so yes. So good. Yeah, I was going to ask you this too because I'm looking at some of these tournaments especially the ones hosted in India too. They're like seven round tournaments which is like the biggest you could have with remote tournaments too. And I've always seen um Like I've never been to India, but I've seen footage of people playing India. I I think Trainer Tips went there, and uh, Project Nation, and a bunch of other people as well. A couple years ago, um, uh, I think it was around like Holi as well too, and they were they're filming 
you know, uh, I did, I think they had like a Safari Zone event or s- some event hosted from Niantic there. I, I'm not sure if you were playing at the time or not, but I just remember when I saw that, I was like, wow, there's a huge uh, Pokemon, like Indian uh, Pokemon Go community um, in India. Yeah. And I was just curious, like how that is um, there too, because it seems like there's a lot of players there and um, maybe there's not as many events uh, centered around the area. Uh, I would say not as many events. And to be honest, like PvP is like only getting a bit more popular now. Like there mm-hmm. are seven rounders, but like that's pretty much like, huh, that's uh, that's like not, I think like very, like relatively lesser people played uh, PvP in India. And uh, I think also like PvP in general has like not developed. Like right now we have so many advanced mechanics, advanced way of like playing the battles but like earlier it was like more straightforward like i don't think fast move timing was even a thing at the moment so mm-hmm. like um but yeah like india has a very good community unfortunately like because like india has the raw numbers so even if i think the pokemon go is played by like a slightly lesser percentage of people than like probably like europe or the us like it's still a lot of people like just raw right but unfortunately like india is pretty huge so like it's it's very tough for us to communicate um it, it's very tough for like niantic to host like multiple regionals here like knowing that people are less less likely to travel like because of economic reasons sometimes because of like how far things are like how our metropolitan cities are spaced out people mm-hmm. are less likely to like do it and of course like like i would have no complaint saying that of, of course like u.s it's only natural that like, the U.S. or like Canada is gonna get more attention in terms of Pokemon, right? Like so. Uh, right. That's how it's always been. But thankfully, when the remote, uh, like remote battling came out, we were able to battle. Like, if you look at uh, me playing in season three, for example, mm-hmm. you will see I, I I played lesser and lesser in India. I was like playing Go Stadium. I was playing Lil PvP. I was playing like. Uh, Arhus, Arhus, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Arhus, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think it's pronounced Orhus. Yeah, they they hosted a lot that I did too. I so I was looking at your self card and I was looking through multiple tournaments because I was like, wait, I was also in that one. And I don't believe we ever battled in Sylph to my knowledge because I am pretty sure we battled and I won. But oh, did you? Okay, okay. Maybe yeah, that, maybe yeah, that yeah. did happen. I, I, it's, it's, it's uh, and I'm pretty sure it's a March Cup. Uh, I can even like check it out. But yeah, it's okay. so it's okay. I, you know, it's it's all good. Yeah, so it it might have been one the Orhus ones, and that would make a lot of sense because for those um, you would DM your opponents in their server. Uh, because I checked our our DMs, so we didn't we didn't DM each other on Discord, but that would make sense. I was I was curious. I was like. I've definitely yeah, seen your name in tournaments. I just can't remember. It's, it's, March, Cup, it's March Cup. It's Cup I kind of remember you using the shift tree, and I had a. Yeah, I, I had, had a shadow like, shift tree, right? Yeah. Yes, I remember. I remember that. Yeah. I I came prepared. I think I had something to be that. Oh okay. Yeah, I I I remember too. I uh, I I didn't do amazing in a lot of tournaments, but I do remember specifically that one was a rough one for me too. Yep, oh, yep, we faced round five. I do remember that. I was like, I was like why, is, why? I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, I definitely see your name in multiple tournaments too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I wish we could go back and see those DMs, but unfortunately, it's in in, in another server. Yeah, so. I must have won by accident. I was not that good at the moment. 
<laughs> no, no, no worries. No, we we literally had the same record that tournament too. So uh, I can't I can't really even say anything. Um, but uh, since then too, I think we've been in multiple. I'm surprised we actually haven't run each other after that yeah, because we've been in so many similar like seven round tournaments since then as well. Um, yes, but we uh, I I mostly avoided like US based tournament, and that was not mm-hmm. like because of some bias. That was mostly like this is the moment where I was spending like a year in the Netherlands. Uh, see, so you see a more like European focused tournament. Like I was in a lot uh, of European okay. and uh-huh. everything else was like India, Indian tournament. So right, I did, right, not, right. did not get to like battle a lot. Yeah, no, that's so, fair. I mean, and also like scheduling with different times was always tough too. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, especially if you're across the world. So that's huge. Yeah. But um, season three as well. I mean, you made quite a jump too from season two. Your your first full season of Sylph, you you made it to number one in India, which is also no small feat. Yeah. I was I was number two in the I was number I was number two in the Netherlands as well, and I was like oh. right behind the first person in the Netherlands. And then nice. uh, I moved back to India, and uh, and I, I was forced like by uh, the self regionals etc were going on, and the conferences were going on, and I was like forced by self to like constantly change my region, like which is which is fair, of course. Like, yeah. Uh, like I was asked to change change my regions, um, and uh, I had to do that. Uh, so like that's why I'm like number one in India, but I was also like number two in the Netherlands. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw you're getting more into PP and then, you know, continuing the trend the following year too. Yeah, but I was like so unfortunate. I was like so unfortunate because like here am I being number two in the Netherlands and Uh I attend the Dutch regionals and Inadequence just comes and sweeps it. So like, Uh, uh, and he's like, he's like relative, like he's like a very strong partner, but like he's not like gonna be like top ranked in self itself because he does not do that many tournaments. And he just like came and swept and there's like another guy, Guy Guy Doc, uh, I don't know how to say the name. But like mm-hmm. he also he also like came second. So like a lot of people who are very good at PvP but they don't do self, they came and won that region. And I was feeling really bad because if I was attending an Indian regionals, maybe I would do much better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so even though you're number one in India, aren't you supposed to get an auto qualification to Continentals, or was was your region changed after, after. that? After my region was changed after. Oh, after. after. I, I came back after. Okay. Yeah. yeah so for those listening too. The um the ways to make it into continentals, which is a step after regionals and the step before worlds, is you either have to win a regionals or place like sometimes number two, number three, depending on how big the regionals is. Sometimes certain regionals have more invites, yeah. or the number one finisher of each country also gets an invite. And, yes. and so, unfortunately for Vroom, he just he he literally moved yeah, I was back to India after two in the fact. Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, I came back and I think factions was just starting out, so I had to change my regions. Uh, I yeah. ran, I had ran into some issues where like a bunch of people were like not cool with like me, my region being like not the same. As usual. Like see, there were there was some controversies like not related to me but like with other people like. Uh, so I just played it safe and I like maintained a very fair relationship with self and I was like, see, I'm changing my countries. Can you change it to India? Can you change it back to the Netherlands? Like when I went to the <laughs> Netherlands, I was like, can you change it to the Netherlands? And then I came back to India, I was like, can you change it to the India? Like, like fair with me. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, but you, sure. you still see that at the moment, like even the number one in India is still like global rank 112. So, mm-hmm. and if you look at the current season, that's like still a jump, like a very crazy jump in right. just like overall Indian performance in general. Yeah, so, no, definitely. 
Yeah, I, I was I definitely curious to see the growth in P, in PvP in India too, because I, I like like I said before, like it seems like there's always been a strong Pokemon Go community there, but uh, PP especially because I believe um uh you all I I don't are you in Gym Breakers? I don't follow Gym Breakers as much, but yes, I, I think I, 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 I remember that the India yes. Gym Breakers team did quite well, especially in recent months, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, I was I was there. Like uh, not uh, recent months, we we have done. I think around the time when Obsidian Obsidian Cup was around, like in, in this, uh, so like back in that would be like February. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian would be Feb- March March. That's when. That's what I would say. Like Indian team was peaking. Gotcha. gotcha. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I believe I, I believe uh, India beat the U.S. too, right? And in, in at least one of those months. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. That's, that's Obsidian. Weird. This was Obsidian. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for for those that don't know, to Jim Breakers is kind of um, it's almost like a World Cup kind of situation. It's also you know third party organization, but they they kind of do like different countries versus different countries. I think some countries have multiple teams, which I don't know how I feel about that personally. Like I was like, just because you have a lot of players, I don't know if you should have multiple teams. Even even, US even has, like, in, a India had a month or something. Yeah, even even yeah. India had a month second team. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess they don't. They just don't. Is there a limit? Uh, or yeah, but like it's, it's okay. not really considered like an Indian team. It's just considered like a separate team, right? So, uh, I see, I see. So like Got California it. is not the same as the US. So like US is competing with <laughs> yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so like it's if if California wants, like the US team does not get the bragging rights. I see, <laughs> I see. Them. Yeah, it's weird too because I know a lot of people on the California team aren't even from California, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and you are also the captain of your factions team am i correct yes nice nice how how is that for you um because i know you all are in the top tier right now the apac emerald <laughs> tier um it's it's good i think uh, i'm uh to be fair i'm not exactly like 100 percent uh satisfied with how we did because i feel mm-hmm. that we had the potential to probably finish the top of uh, uh apac but mm-hmm. uh, right now it seems slightly tougher um so hopefully that 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 won't be that won't uh, still be the case uh, by the time like uh, hopefully like we can win the last two bouts i feel that personally i did very well so mm-hmm. i would not be at least i'm not like dissatisfied with i think i have the second most wins in apsc emerald at the moment like, oh nice in, that's awesome in, in this in this cycle so yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, fashion's always, uh, always a fun time too. And I, I do remember uh, when we were watching the World Championships too. There were there are a lot of people mentioning that you're their captain too as well. So yes, yeah, <laughs> so, those are my faction members. Cool like we, we are yeah, a very, yeah. we are a very tightly knit group, and I really, really love my teammates. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I mean, tell us about this past season of Sylph. I mean, I feel like the season's been going on for a long time. Like, I think back on, what was the first cup? It was the one with, like, Crustle was everywhere. Lunar Cup, right? I felt like that was, like, ages ago, but it was only, it was the same this current season. Um, but kind of tell us about that, because you, you made it all the way to the highest tier in Sylph, which is, which is also coincidentally named Legend, uh, but also finished Global Rank number 45 as well and obviously eventually we'll get to it but you won the whole world championship uh but how was how was this you know recent season you're you're now second full season of Sylph. it it it, i i felt it was pretty good if you look at my lunar record it was like really bad uh so i actually got like some negative elo from that i think 
so mm. like i would like not i don't want to be arrogant about it but like i think like uh like the global rank 45 like really understates how much better i was playing like in the some of the later tournaments like right, uh, right. like because i like like just the lunar cup like probably makes me go like down 15 or 20 like rating point like ranking points because like it's a negative it's like a 40% win rate mm-hmm. uh i did not have a heracross like until much later uh in uh, this cup yeah, that, and i think it was sense. like a very very difficult time and i was not able to like figure out this meta i think after after that like i have a really good i have like a really good records in most of the recent metas like the last two metas like i did very well especially the the regional meta the architect cup i i did quite well so i was pretty happy one of one of the main things about self that i really like is like how it allows me to use a lot of mo- like as i said you know like you you already figured that like i am someone who likes pokemon in general so like outside of pokemon go so it's like a very fun thing to like just be able to use a lot of different pokemon like like uh in one of these tournaments like one of my favorite pokemon to use for example was the blaziken and like there is no way you can like really like enjoy using blaziken like gbl or something because you will just keep losing all the time probably right so mm-hmm. I, i appreciate self for creating these metas like where i can use a lot of things that are not normally used and i can like have fun with it yeah no definitely yeah. um yeah i i think like you mentioned you you're definitely performing quite well especially towards the end of the season which is probably how i avoided you in a lot of these tournaments we're in because i was not doing very well so i had a i definitely had to win my regionals uh, or or get second my regionals and make it to continentals i was not making it off a global rank by any means um but yeah and so you know there was there was all that and then um but at, you, at the uh, same went time to continentals as well yes at the yeah. same time i feel that this is the first time like i feel that many people have suggested that they are a bit burnt out from self or mm-hmm. like they don't want to continue self anymore so i think uh, the length of the season definitely played like okay i am not completely exhausted but even i feel that i am not going i am not going to do self with the same intensity as i was doing before like i might still do enough tournaments to like hit legend Uh, mm-hmm. probably but i'm not going to go like uh seven six tournaments a month like attending showdown attending every single thing like attending all the seven rounders like i think it gets a bit too much especially if i feel that uh like uh, this is more of construct- constructive feedback from me like i have been saying this for a while that uh like maybe instead of like having to coordinate on discord like we should have like an inbuilt communication system on the self website itself where you can like mm. just share schedule with your opponents for example like i think that would be pretty nice because it, it just takes away a lot of hassle of like going to discord like coming back to coming back to self like going back and forth like and like with factions being there like it's already like many people prefer like just playing factions more than like like your average seven rounder you know right yeah so, just once one battle a week too instead of yeah cuz when yeah, you're so, so for people listening like they don't even know but I'm sure you're very familiar with it when you're in like 5 to 7, you know, remote tournaments a month, you're pretty much doing a battle like at least like a show 6 battle like at least once a day, maybe multiple times a day throughout the month, right? Yeah. And, and usually that uh, stacks up stacks up on weekends because <laughs> Yep, stacks yeah. up on weekends because you have like yeah. you know, usually like 24 hours to 48 hours to complete them and, you know, if you don't complete them in time, the you know the tournament organizers are definitely going to penalize you for it or you know so you, they're scheduling and everything like 
and you got to re- you got to schedule every every couple like every day pretty much on a new one. So. Yeah, and factions requires like a lot of like full time commitment because like you're gonna figure out these lineups on Tuesday, you're gonna figure out your lineups on Wednesday, mm-hmm. you're gonna play like your matchups on Thursday, yeah. and the, if like some bout is like going really close, then you're gonna like a bit bit stressed about it, like you know like okay like so like, <laughs> I, I I can understand like why it gets overwhelming for a lot of people. So I don't plan to retire like or anything like just yet, but I mm-hmm. definitely think my activity would reduce a bit. Like, yeah, uh, I will. I plan to focus more on like, like, uh, like. Uh, I feel that it's it's very naive to say something like, "Oh, I won't really do any tournaments. I will just play enough so that I can like win the continentals and win the worlds." Because I think all the experience you get from like playing the tournaments also adds up. Like mm-hmm. in in the in the skill needed or like in the experience needed, like I would not have been able to beat Rice had I not like faced people like him. Or I I haven't I don't think I faced him a lot outside of GBL, but like uh I don't think I would be like able to beat him if I did not have experience already like playing. If like if you play like a seven rounder and you are going six one, chances are that like in the last two three rounds you are facing like top tier opponents right so yes. mm-hmm. like i think that really adds up to the experience of like how really strong players play and i think yeah. more than to be honest like more than the team comp more than like the team of six that you're bringing like knowing how to beat a very strong opponent getting into their head is more important so okay. like because then then you see like people playing I I won a prelims games uh in my in my world where uh, I think one someone's Kofag like beat six of my Pokemon and I just got destroyed in game one and then I like came back and somehow won game two and so <laughs> like it it was pretty insane so I would say like just some people think that oh this matchup is like rock paper scissors or like oh just like just team comp is like all but like that's not true right so I think mm-hmm. just the experience that comes with like playing on a good level like i've been hitting legend for a while in gbl you know like so like that really adds up to all the skill needed so i would not yeah. say i would retire just yet but definitely i i think i have some like real life shit going on so like no, uh, sure. i would definitely like not be as active again yeah i mean i don't yeah it's you make so many great points here too because it's the sh- the show six experience is so different than GPL as well, right? And so I think you know once in a while you see these people like maybe because they get a lot more attention, like the play Pokemon tournaments. You'll see someone that wins play Pokemon tournaments that mostly just did GPL, but a lot of them that perform consistently well uh, typically actually have played a lot of Sil for a lot of you know show six tournaments in the past too. So um, yeah, I think I, I think uh, in play Pokemon events, to be honest, people who are like really top tier at GPL can also do very well. So mm-hmm. like I, I again I, I again I feel like it's it's a matter of like not your show six pick three comp. It's not like obviously I I assume that you know like at the highest level everyone's making good teams. Everyone's playing their best. So like mm-hmm. it's also like a psychological battle where like you're trying to okay we can we can get into this. I I assume we are going to talk about the finals or like the world championship in a bit. So like I, we can just get 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 about come 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 to this in a bit. I yeah, think. yeah, no worries. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you, you bring us to good points too, and you know, play Pokemon might also, uh, have, like, give people that do a lot of GBL a little more even footing as well, because a lot of the teams you face in play Pokemon, because there's no restrictions really outside of like you know species clause and stuff like that, um, 
they're they're just some of the top ranked Pokemon. Like you're gonna know how the Zumeril and Galarian Sunfist matchup plays out. You know, you're gonna know how the Sableye versus like a Bastion matchup plays out because you see all these things in Go Battle League. Whereas uh, Sylph, because they have these specific metas, they restrict it. So you know, a lot of people might not know how the Malmar versus Walrein matchup looks. You know, or, or Versilio matchup looks, right? Because they don't play it very often, uh, or you, you almost never play it. But at the same time, in play Pokemon, you probably don't ever have to face it. So sometimes yeah. uh, some of those unique matchups you pick up from Sylph might not always translate right over to play Pokemon tournaments. But um, either way, I think it's really good practice. And a lot of people that perform well in play Pokemon uh, tend to perform quite well in Sylph as well, too. Like Rise being a good example of that, too, right? Yes, Doing really well in sure. both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, you go on to Continentals and then you make it to the group stage for Worlds and you make it to Worlds, but just tell us about what the Worlds experience was like too, as, as most of us listening probably have never been a part of that before in Sylph. Yeah. So just a bit of background, like, uh, so I was one of those few players who reached Worlds because of like their ranking. So mm-hmm. I was like ranked. So I'm not just ranked two in India. I'm also ranked two in like APSC in general because like all both the top two players are Indians. Mm-hmm. Uh, one the, and the first player like already qualified for the continental. Like he swept the continental. So if you can see, I did not. Uh, Continentals did not go as well as I <laughs> probably intended that to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I was a bit lucky. Uh, to be honest, uh, I have this playstyle in very top tier tournaments where I don't going with a lot of like, it, it sounds very it sounds very ironic and probably a bit demoralizing but to be honest like i would not go in with a lot of like confidence like uh i would like not think that oh i i can beat this guy oh i cannot beat this guy i don't think about that at all i probably just assume that i'm i am most likely to lose uh so my goal here is to not lose mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes sense to like a lot of listeners here but uh, it's it's like a very weird philosophy. Uh, also, like I love running ABA, so I feel that people decide what to do, like based. So while it's a risk I take, people decide what to do, like based on a lot of like these variables. That uh, like okay, I lead this. I have this as a safe. So what can I have in the back? So their style of play is gonna be a bit altered, and at a higher level. ABB does not work to be honest because everyone's everyone like if I lead a jump bluff and I safe swap a Malamar, like Rise is gonna know that I might have an Empoleon in the back. So he's mm-hmm. like gonna play it safe. He's gonna like not bring a not bring like something that that <laughs> not bring the only answer to Mal like only answer to Empoleon out there. So like he's he's gonna play it very smartly, right? So my goal is to like fool fool them probably. So I ran a lot of like. To be honest, like throughout my prelims, it was a great experience. Uh, I recommend a lot of people to follow this tip while battling in general, which I did. Like I was, to be honest, really anxious. Like it's a platform which is so competitive, like mm-hmm. not just being in the finals, but being in world prelims. Like I was really nervous before my battles. And to and the key point here is before my battles. Like I was not nervous during my battles. I never made misplays. Okay, I may make misplays. Like I never made like very like basic misplays, or I did not make like very uh, accidental misplays, or like you know, and, and like when you're nervous, like you make some swaps you shouldn't make, right? So I don't think I made any of those. 
I was always like very anxious before my matches, but like during my battles, I was really confident. That yeah. really helped, yeah, and definitely. I was not sure how I would do in the prelims. But my first matchup was versus Rice, and I was able to beat him. So that that <laughs> win in itself gave me a lot. So, so like losing to Riblet in the World Finals was my only loss throughout from like World Prelims to World Finals. So I swept my group as well in prelims. So winning winning against Rice gave me a lot of confidence because like. Uh, I I personally felt that my matchup with versus him like was not really that great and like you know it doesn't really look good on paper, but like I was able to like win two one versus him like so that was that was a pretty good deal, and uh, and that gave me a lot of confidence like and I managed to like sweep my group and that was a that was a great feeling like I was like this is like I was not even expecting to like make it to the worlds you know like. So mm-hmm. that was like pretty crazy, and uh, I feel that some of my best games, like I, I made not just very good in-game plays. Uh, like I, I don't mean to like sound very arrogant saying this, you know, like but like I'm just like saying factually, like what I'm proud of at least, because uh-huh. like some of the plays I made were like really good, but some of the line calls I made were like also really good. Like uh, like I think like just getting into the minds of your opponents and like trying to see like what they are thinking and what they will run. To try to beat you was like really important sometimes, and I I think that was like a very good practice for me, like just just doing that in prelims and amazing, like you know, like like facing like being not just battling the top some of the top batters in the world, but like also like being in a group that is like also one of the best batters in the world, or at least like best show six sixty batters in the world. Very amazing experience. So. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, and so uh even though you said you made it into the prelim stage of worlds uh through kind of global rank and not through the actual continentals, I think that's that's totally understandable too, because that meta was very different for those listening for the continentals meta. It was it's something that still done in the past, but not much. It's essentially a show eight. So you pick eight Pokemon instead of six, which is very different than uh pretty much any other Pokemon Go PvP tournament format, but as well as any, like, VGC tournament. I, I haven't heard of this kind of format in any other Pokemon game either. And you show eight, and then you ban two of your opponent's Pokemon, but they ban two of yours as well, so you don't know which ones are banned until, like, simultaneously once both lock in, and then you pick three for each battle afterward, which I feel like it's an interesting meta, but sometimes, like, it really depends on what they ban, because sometimes you're planning for this strategy, and they ban the two things you want to use after you ban the two things that would like beat those two things, right? It's like a it's like a really big mind game. And like sometimes it like it makes sense, and sometimes it's just it's just completely like a guessing game because you don't know like it, it could go multiple ways. And I will say, even though you didn't do so well there, someone else that also didn't do very well in Continentals is Rise. <laughs> he had he I think he went like four and three or something. He also qualified through global rank. And because you two were the one and number one and two finishers of worlds, I think it's safe to say that the show eight band two format and pick three or whatever is probably not very indicative of standard show six play <laughs> skills. But um, I could be wrong. That could just be a coincidence too. But um, that being yeah. said, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was I, pretty I, incredible. I also too. feel I also feel that. Uh... One more, one more aspect that comes here is that shows show it picky to was like completely live. So you're not you're getting mm-hmm. to know your opponents like completely live. You're getting to know their teams 
right before the tournament begins but yeah. during both worlds and prelims we had a head start so i think worlds prelims and finals was like really really also like a like a test of like who like it's like you know when, whenever you put people two people in a fight you see okay this person can win when not given a head start but this other player wins when given a some prep time so i think the prep time here matters a lot like i think world right. prelims we had all the prep time in the world <laughs> like mm-hmm. and uh, world finals like okay we didn't have an infinite time we didn't have two weeks like prelims but we had like a full 24 hours at least to look at the matches at least to absorb them a bit like at least to okay i would not say i like definitely like uh, analyze the hell out of my matchups but like like i that's help like you know the entire draft process like it's like a one week uh, four days long process so i was always cognizant of my opponent's teams at all times mm-hmm. so that really helped for sure yeah no most definitely i'm actually looking at your continental team right now and i could be tripping but i think we brought the same exact team we brought oh we brought literally the same exact team except i had a shadow venusaur over the regular one otherwise we had the same exact team to the team which did is did you crazy. also have the idea that like everyone will just ban bastardon so like other pokemon just roam free like because yes. people hate bastardon so it's like like ban it so <laughs> so i i i was too slow to pick up on this I was like, I'm going to ban your Bastion counters so I can sweep with Bastion. My problem was everyone kept banning my Bastion and Lone Ninetales because they were both weak to Glare and Stunfist, right? So every time I saw Glare and Stunfist or Nidoqueen, I banned those. And then so I just like could never bring, I never brought Bastion. I think the one person that didn't ban Bastion on, I, I like destro- destroyed them with Bastion, right? Because it was so good. But yeah. outside of that, like it was, it was super I played hard the opposite play. way. I figured that like if I'm running Bastion on, people yeah, are going to ban my bastardon so uh-huh. i was always banning like the other pokemon and yes, a, a, yes. a couple of my losses is where it all went wrong they still banned my bastardon but i did not ban their correct ones so oh, okay no so you're you're smarter than me because i didn't pick up on them until later later on i started realizing they're always going to ban bastion alone nine tails so i'm going to ban like the two things that they they check you know i'll ban like the flyers I'll blame like Altaria or something like that too. And then like it was way easier after I figured that out. But I figured out that, that out way too late, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Because um, yeah. so many teams are just weak to Bastion when when you can only bring one steel type or one ground type, right? Yeah, but, that's all right though. Like as we as yeah. we said, like ban show it, ban two, and that with like a live tournament, it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a easy thing. Yeah. Like even with a draft no, pick, sure. you have the time to think through like, okay, what do I ban? Like what? How do I play this? Like even with the faction shorted ban three, you have like four days to decide mm-hmm. your ban to decide everything. But like this is like a live, completely live tournament. You have to like obviously like when you are deciding within ten minutes, you have to decide all your bans. Like this was like basically right. the round begins and you have ten minutes to decide your bans. You are liable to make mistakes. Like I I won't really say anything about that. Like I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. No, so. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about the 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 world's journey as well too. So for for everyone listening, I talked about this a little briefly beforehand. Uh, myself and Speedy actually were invited to commentate and uh, cast the world's uh, tournament for portions of it. We covered, I believe, it was like the loser semifinals, losers finals, and then grand finals, and uh, which was great because those are like some of the best matchups and. Uh, for context, we when we brought in, it's a double elimination format, just like to play Pokemon tournaments. You get if you lose in winners bracket, you get knocked down, and then you had to fight your way through the loser bracket, and then 
if you make it to the grand finals, you have to reset the bracket and everything. And uh, lucky for us too, or, or lucky for me, I can't speak for Speedy. Um, the moment I started casting, it was your battles. It was I, I watched Room Pal uh, face Jace fan and then uh, beat Jace fan and then beat uh, Rivalet and then beat uh, Rise Occasion twice uh, in the grand finals. Once in the first set and then after reset in the bracket. And uh, for me, it was it was a lot of fun because. You know, I, I shouldn't be biased, right? Because I, I know Jay's fan. Uh, I battled Rybla before as well in person, and then um, I've known Rise for a while too. Um, I didn't know as much about you, but it was it was really great to watch you battle throughout because I felt like I was like following, you know, your journey as well by casting it. Right, I'm like watching you like take on opponent after opponent, and um, something that really impressed me when I was commentating your battles was really. Uh, not not only the ABA things. I did notice, you know, running a lot of ABA teams, which I think is a really great strategy because a lot of people, even in GBL, they run a lot of ABB, but even in show six, they run ABB because you have a backup plan if you don't get a good lead, right? Um, and that's yeah. that's always a smart and safe strategy, but because everyone, a lot of people employ that strategy, it gets to the point where you're you're still beating people running ABB because you're running another ABB that beats theirs or vice versa. They're beating yeah, but like, but like ABB, if, right? if, if someone is thinking very logically, yeah, they're going to yeah. already predict my ABB. So like if they know exactly. that I will lead, they, they're going to, they're, they're always going to plan for it. Like they're all right. like, for example, if I, if I swap, a, if I swap like a jump off into a Swampert lead and I'm trying, I have another Como or like an Empoleon in the back, he will come prepared. Like he will not like immediately dip. For example, he will might chip it, chip me and leave. He might like play it differently. He knows that he needs to keep alignment there. Mm-hmm. So my only hope to win is to throw off like how throw off their team predictions completely. And right. uh, one of the one of those things I kept doing was I I plan to do this. Like I plan to make like a small graph of like my my mon usage for the tournament. But I'm pretty sure I may be one of those few people. With the highest, like, with the usage that was spread across all six Pokemon. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like throughout my battles, like, I think I used a lot of Skuntank, I used a lot of Como, I used a lot of Runerigus, I used a lot of Malamar. Like, I used all six of my Pokemon, like, throughout. Yeah. Uh, one thing yeah. that really helped me, as, as you said, uh, that, you know, like, uh, people who play Sylph are not, like, like, it's very tough to be familiar with all these new Mons. That may have worked a bit in my favor because I think like I have I was feeling like a very <laughs> uh, anti like like for example if you compare like my team with someone's like Maxi Maxi had a Dapofini he had a Sableye he had a Venusaur and like g- great battler by the way but like uh-huh. I think like if he's running like Talonflame Dapofini Venusaur like the first thing I thought was okay this tomb looks great but many mm-hmm. people are gonna know how to play around it. Because yes, they're very yeah. common ones that everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. But like my team, no one will always know, for example, <laughs> that Runerigus survives a Hydro Cannon by Swampert. Like Runerigus actually beats Swampert in the one shield, you know. So like straight Shadow Bond. So uh, like yeah, so that's many wild people are too, not... I had no idea. I, I, I would watch you save a Runerigus and they had a Swampert <laughs> and I'm just like there's no yeah, way you win this, right? <laughs> and I'm commentating. Yeah. I'm like, wait, no, you're winning. Yeah. This. this is crazy. Yeah, Rice, Rice called the Shadow Ball because he knew that I survive a Hydro anyway, right? Uh-huh. So yes. I reach another Shadow Ball. So, yeah. 
Like the only win con was like I foolishly like signed to him, but Sand I wouldn't yeah. do that. Oh. I know I win shit, Shadow Boy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like Runerigus survives like does like sixty five percent like a hydro. So I think not mm-hmm. many people would be aware of this. Like I am pretty sure someone on the level of Rise is like uh, is like gonna be aware of this. But I also mm-hmm. feel that like Malamar, like Runerigus, Como, sometimes their matches are not gonna be like hundred percent clear. Like how much is an aurora beam gonna do to like a Renarigus. I think if I asked you like how much a aurora beam does to like a like an Altaria, you would be like, okay, it does like seventy percent. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's like the accurate answer, like seventy percent. But like, uh, but like the Renarigus, you wouldn't know. Like, okay, it could be sixty, it could be like seventy. Like, I think that like that really worked in my favor. Like having a lot of mons, which others had not used or seen. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I was using jump luff. Renerigus Como for the first time ever. Oh like, wow. <laughs> so I I was like thirty two hundred five in GPL and I was like ranked seventy five on the leaderboards and within two days after the draft started I was at twenty seven hundred. And the reason <laughs> is I was <laughs> I was using those I was using like Como, Renerigus and Jumpluff in GBL to get used to them. <laughs> like uh, I, I, thought, I just like tanked my elo hard <laughs> yeah. like 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 oh, definitely worth it now i'm back up yeah, to like yeah. 3100 already so like nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. probably not with that team though right yeah no yeah no but so. you bring up great points too because um not the como but like the jump bluff getting fairy wind and Runeriga saying shadow call like people didn't really use these pokemon before and after the gbo uh, season twelve update. Um, there weren't there weren't really any self tournaments that happened. Uh, since yeah. then, so so people even if you did a lot of self, you never really saw the Runerigas or Jumpluff matchups. Or, or and if you, even if you did, well, no one really ran Runerigas. Jumpluff maybe. Even if you did, it was like Bullet Seed, right? Or it was you know it, like people, it wasn't even with the right move set so people like, know how to play people know how to play for example jumpluff versus alteria or like people uh-huh. know how to play jumpluff versus like g fist but they wouldn't really know how to play for example jumpluff versus the catch or like right. mm-hmm. or dragon type so right, exactly. not really common match shadow dragon knight yeah like, or like a jumpluff versus steelix you know like jumpluff actually mm-hmm. wins the zero shield mm-hmm. so i think uh, chase fan realized it uh, yeah. or like he knew it Probably, I would yeah. assume everyone to like at least go through those matchups like properly, but it's mm-hmm. still something that is like difference between like you can obviously go through these matchups, so uh, like but it's like very different from like automatically knowing like a Sableye matchup like it's like automatic right once you're like used to using like a Bastardon or Sableye like mm-hmm. I would say Bastardon because you use it I also use I'm a Bastardon <laughs> yeah yeah I, I use it a lot uh, mm-hmm. one of one of one of my front page teams is like Bastardon but, like uh-huh. yeah so um. But like you know, some sometimes these matchups are like really automatic in GBL, and you like you do it like with your eyes closed, like you you know how they exactly pan out. But mm-hmm. in with these mods, it's a bit different. But then it's not hundred percent an advantage because even I didn't know how to use them. Like I, it's not like I've been using them for years. I just like played GBL with them a little bit. Like right, right, right. A Malamar is something. Mal- Malamar is something I'm like really experienced with because yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I used it uh, in like at least three tournaments in self, at least three like cups in self. So. Yeah, it's very strong too. I mean, especially because in Sof, a lot of a lot of metas there aren't really any charmers, or people don't usually bring it. 
yeah so also like bug types are even more rare too right? yeah so this is something i realized like like th- there is a reason malamar was my last pick because like there is no way in my right mind that i'm picking something like a malamar in like in like uh the first rounds mm-hmm. like okay dark and psychic were only available in the last round but like okay it was only available in the last round but there was a time when i was like finalizing so, like i i'm assuming that the draft process like uh like the draft process goes uh like okay if you want to explain to like your audience how the draft works maybe i think that will work a bit better <laughs> like uh oh yeah yeah so just a I general preview and you probably know more than me too but yeah. um typically speaking uh there were i can't remember how many players in this tournament it was like 12 eight, or so eight, or eight eight, 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 eight yeah. and so each uh from a draft standpoint every person can only have uh one unique pokemon like like between everyone, so no, not everyone can have like only one person can have like a Malmar, only one person can have a Dragonite, etc. Right, and you just kind of go, you have a different draft order, so you go like up and down and stuff like that. Um, so if you have first pick, then you have you pick your second pick last out of everyone, right? So that way it's yes. even. Um, but we in this like format bands, too, there's also yeah. bans, right? Yeah. So yeah. at certain stages, you also ban Pokemon. So I saw like you know certain thing like Bastion were banned, like Fortress stuff like that, like certain maybe a little Nine Tails, I guess. Because uh, I don't remember, I, were there any fairies? I don't think there were a single charm user, I believe. But I, I don't remember yeah. if there were even any they, fairy Pokemon, which made Malmar super safe. Apart from Alola Ninetales, like they were not banned, but no one picked them because fairies were available. Most of the fairies were available. Uh, most of the fairies were like Azumarill and A9 were obviously banned. Most of the mm-hmm. fairies were available in like the round one, which had also Steel and Dragon. So almost everyone decided to go with like a steel and dragon combination like including right. myself like so everyone had like a steel type and a dragon type so I almost everyone i think some people may not have but like if you look at like Rivalry's team he mm-hmm. he picked like uh uh, uh he picked like uh, uh dragalch plus machamp mm-hmm. not not necessarily a steel type but uh jason had a steelix plus dragonite uh right. vanny had a registeel plus Hakomo, I had a Empoleon plus Como, like so. I think it was like the Charmers just got left out, and Wigglytuff mm-hmm. also did not get picked up because all the steals got picked in round one. No one picked Wigglytuff, and like when it was like again available in like round three, three and four. Uh, yeah. One of the interesting things I found about the draft was okay, like if you're like just doing like bans, the first thing you would expect, okay, like the draft ban order worked this way, like if if the first player bans he's also the player to pick first like his pick mm-hmm. so it goes like one to eight and one to eight for the picks again so, so someone would be like okay like vani should ban the strongest pokemon immediately like the first pokemon to ban is the strongest pokemon and so this is like a very like i enjoyed the draft a lot because it like made me realize a lot of things like it, it was like a very good creative process to be honest mm-hmm. uh like so vani is not going to ban the strongest pokemon the, that onus falls on the last player to ban. Mm-hmm. Because if the player number 8 does not ban the strongest Pokemon, then Vanny picks the strongest Pokemon. So every time, yeah, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, if you look at the draft, if you look at the ban patterns, the first few bans were not the strongest Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It was just the Pokemon that that those individual people probably hate. Like Vanny hates facing Bastardon. I hate facing the Shadow Needle Queen. Like, uh, But as it goes down, like the last player has to ban the strongest Pokemon, else Vani picks it. 
so if that's why as you said like okay why is fortress being banned because like the i think fortress with the second ban in the third in the in the third phase so like that player who's banning fortress is not going to ban the strongest pokemon he's just going to ban fortress which is which his team is weak to so like this is something i realized much early on and i had comfortably put myself in like this very weird draft position like fourth position where i could like just uh, comment on thing I-, i could just like look at like other people's picks very safely and like, decide my own picks yeah that's really um interesting you mentioned that part too because uh it was i don't know about last year's drafts but i know during speedy's year when he won 2 years ago uh, it was a different way where it was the last person to ban was also the first pick <laughs> so it was i i forgot his name um it was uh the player from europe that year it was really clever he would ban like a lolan merwag he was the last one to ban and then he'll pick up registeel first cuz like a lolan merwag was like one of the hardest i mean still is one of the hardest checks to Registeel. And this is before Registeel had Zapkin even, so you couldn't even like you had nothing to throw at the little mole. So I'm glad they changed that format a little bit because I thought it was a little unfair. I was like, wait, you could be the last person to ban also first one to pick. You just ban your hardest counter to your first pick and you're good. Um yeah. the way you described now for this year's format makes a lot more sense, which I'm glad Yeah, that's why you see a lot of whack you see like a lot of whack and weird bans. You see like Swampert not getting banned, Lickitung not getting banned. because people were more concerned with banning their strongest counters like i banned a lantern because like empoleon with energy can get past our machamp it can get right. past get past like a lot of things it cannot get past a lantern so i was like okay i am going to ban the lantern first that's what i'm mm-hmm. going to do like no. like okay uh, i face an empoleon lead with the with the buzzhole lead sure i swap out i gain some energy i drill back the buzzhole but what do i do with the lantern like i can't win so like i think many people if you realize like they like phase 2 and 3 they they started banning like the strongest answer like the strongest hard counters i banned an ostagoon so that my runerigus can be a bit free like uh like so like not runerigus per se but like okay okay you know like uh, if runerigus uh Runerigus is like a very good anti fighter, but it's not a very good obstacle counter. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I wanted Runerigus to beat all the counter users that were there in the tournament. That's why I banned right. obstacle. So like, no, okay, really Runerigus is my main anti counter, and mm-hmm. like Empoleon also loses to counters. So I want to pair Empoleon and Runerigus. I can't right. do that if obstacle is around. Like, yeah, no. So sure. like, it's it's that's how my 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 thinking went. And at some point, I realized, okay. There are two. There, there's like Tapu Fini and the Den. Uh, in this tournament, mm-hmm. there is like a Buzzhole. There's a Heracross. Those are the only four Fairy or Bug types in this meta. I am picking Malamar. <laughs> like, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. No way. Like, yeah. like, like it's it's just a it's it. I I need a safe swap and like some people are gonna pick like standard safe. Okay, I I'm just gonna pick Sableye because like the best safe swap. I'm gonna pick Lickitung, mm-hmm. but I went with the safe swap that fit the meta, like completely. Right. Like so, yeah. I had the second last pick in the entire draft that gave me like a very nice viewpoint of everyone's picks, like everyone's picks, like what every single person is going to pick, like. and that really and it was like really funny because i felt that uh, araconid was still not picked so i felt that okay if i pick malamar my last uh, my last opponent is just going to pick my last the last player is just going to pick araconid because he will be scared of malamar but he was like really weak to electric so he would not pick araconid 
so <laughs> so like it was just like really funny because he he could not pick a raccoon and i picked malamar so i was able to beat him because of that so <laughs> nice. uh because he did not have an raccoon to be honest if i he, if yeah. he picked an raccoon i would not win versus him uh no for sure but like interestingly that really worked out and uh i think this like this style of thinking was like really fun to be honest so yeah i i also think draft formats uh really stretch people's creativity as well too um because you do have to factor in especially draft formats where it's just one like i, I it, like you know uh, i i think you know arrow draft league adl is like a great like format and everything but it's a little different because there's like four different divisions so there's actually you actually do see mirror matchups once in a while which is kind of weird but i think like a true draft format like what you're describing where no one actually has duplicating pokemon that you would face is really interesting on how you play it out because some people they also yeah. oh yeah go Mostly ahead yeah. we don't, did not even have to worry about like cmps and shit like, yeah exactly yeah. yeah no that's actually a huge point too um another strategy too that i think some people implement is instead of if if you could get away with not banning a hard counter to one of your pokemon but just picking it up as well that's essentially almost as good as banning because now they can't they can't run it into you right so because you have it as well so um that's always another strategy as well but yeah um yeah really cool stuff and uh you know i know in in twitch chat as well when the worlds was being streamed and a, a, a pretty f- popular copy pasta uh that message that people were using was um something along the lines of uh they call you the pizza man because you always deliver and i saw that on on twitter you, you ended up getting pizza that night right is that correct <laughs> yes i ordered pizza at like 4 4 a.m in the morning <laughs> yeah because it went so long too because i was i was thinking i was like i was like doing trying to do the math i was like I was like, are you really actually in India right now? Or maybe that's just like your your home region. Because I'm thinking, I was like, wow, that must be really late for you. And it did go on. And these battles were live. They weren't pre-recorded. So they it, it actually went on until, uh, I, how late was it? Like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning three, for you? 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Yeah. Well, the way you're playing, it didn't look like it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But, um, it, yeah. was, it, was pretty, it was pretty seamless. Yeah. I, I didn't even watch it most of the stream. Like, uh, uh, like I didn't really see the stream like until much later. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like pretty sleepy, but I was like, okay, like see, I won and I'm, I have to watch the stream. So yeah. like I, I just ordered like a pizza and I sat and like watched the stream till like five a.m. Nice. <laughs> After nice. Afterwards, it was yeah. very cool. I think, I think like more than my like my battles were great like battling rise was great but like watching them on stream and you guys commentating was fantastic like i think mm-hmm. they really got some of the best commentators around to like like do it like loved i love the energy of the stream it was like i mean yeah no for sure i mean and also shout out to other shoutcasters i think it was king and enhoff and then no fun pain done and defy i believe were yes. the other four casters so um yeah really great to all all of all of you guys were great yeah and steve hosting too he's all the way in australia i don't even know i don't even know how he's like steve was steve was amazing (laughs) i i i i personally think that the pizza meme caught on because of steve as well Uh (laughs) he really 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 took to it this is like really fun no for sure that's awesome well serious question though what what flavor pizzas did you end up getting uh uh, I ordered like a vegetarian thing because like I I don't eat chicken so uh-huh. like, like not 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 margarita like yeah yeah yeah, 
Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Like, I got like a nice. Uh, I don't know what they what they call it sometimes, like uh, veg 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 veggie garden or something. And didn't didn't name these vegetarian pizzas in like very fancy ways, like mushroom capsicum pizza. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, pretty, I'm glad that cool. pizza places yeah. were still open at that time too. Yeah, fortunately um, for me. Yeah, and and for those that don't know us well, I'm sure some a lot of people don't know. This is the first year ever for Silf Worlds where we have uh, a winner that's not from North America slash the U.S. The first year of Silf, they didn't really do this Worlds format. They did essentially con- four different or th- three different continents. I think they didn't have an APAC one, I believe. So they they just had like the continental champions were essentially like the world champions champions quote-unquote but it was it was weird it was like three different world champions but ever since then after that season two season three and then the season four this recent season it was it was actually just one world champion and you're the first one after speediest chief and doombug so um you know for me personally i i don't really have strong like national or continental ties like i i'd rather just root for someone i i want to win it was it was amazing to watch you win that too. And I'm sure a, a big deal for uh, people in APAC or India as well to kind of have the world champion from their region as well. So big congrats yeah. in that respect as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think it was a pretty, pretty huge moment for India. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it gets more people into PVP as well from the region. And speaking of PVP in the region as well, um, I, I briefly asked you this in the post interview for Worlds as well, but uh, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast for play Pokemon. You know, now it's we're in season two of play Pokemon, and uh, this is like the big, the big, you know, prize pool with like the official Pokemon brand name on it. Um, and they're hosting all these different regional tournaments and international tournaments around the world. And you know, the unfortunate part is so many of these tournaments are in North America, and you know, some in Europe, but not not as much in North America. And some in Latin America, and just very few in Asia. Um, and you mentioned you probably none in India, right? Correct. Yeah, not yet. Uh, last year mm-hmm. it was like pretty strange because in two thousand twenty one, we had in two thousand twenty two, like I, I not like like earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have like a in person regionals like the US or Europe, but we had a, like a remote regionals tournament, mm-hmm. like in India, so where like. It was happened. It took place like completely online, mm-hmm. uh, and like the top two, top top five people, I think, made it to like the continentals. Like it's like it's like a very similar to like how Silk works, like regionals and continentals. And then we faced like other APAC teams, and uh-huh. uh, from there, like the top two did go to like the top two players did go to uh, did go to London. Uh, Find Panic, if uh-huh. I, I think this is a very popular yep. streamer. Uh, he ended up going to London from Indonesia. Right. Uh, he he won the combined regionals that happened, but like, but like, remember that's like one attempt at making it to London for yeah. like basically like five five or six countries at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, right now we don't have anything announced on schedule at the moment, like not even the online regionals. But I would like, but I talked to some. Uh, I talked to someone from like Hong Kong and they said they, they didn't have anything announced as well. So I think they, hopefully they, we will have at least one, one regional, like it does not have to be in person. Like it can be online, but like just that opportunity, just that like part of like, like just, just being able to be go there would like really help. 
lots of good players in india now so uh, so i i may have won the world championship but it's very interesting to note that one of these one of the one of the one of one of one of one player from india recently hit rank 1 on gbl leaderboard so like his name is nava empire uh, 00 like shout out shout out to him mm-hmm. uh, so like he also hit like number 1 on the gbl leaderboards like he was like number 1 for a couple of days and he's he's been like on the front page for a long time i think so like you know like it's not just me like there are lots of great batters and probably like an opportunity like to compete in this platform would like really help uh like we definitely have the potential i think <laughs> so as 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 we probably realize as like entire world probably realizes now so yeah uh, it would yeah. be like really cool to have them uh in person regionals are a bit tough to have because as i said like mm, cities are spaced apart like it's it's very difficult to travel for most indians like uh but hopefully we can make it work like as the community grows as as pvp gets more popular uh yeah i mean and and even from just not even just for pokemon go but for vgc and maybe tcg as well too you know because you mentioned when you were playing the main series game like there wasn't a lot of opportunities to compete in those tournaments as well and you had to do showdown uh, yeah i i more, feel that more unofficial format i feel that vgc isn't that popular in india and tcg is not at all popular in india like we don't okay. it's like very tough to even buy like pokemon cards to be honest so like uh like the, so i would not have a lot of hope for them but like i hope niantic like or poke play pokemon can like really make an exception and host like uh pokemon go only like regionals and stuff like i would not mind an online one like i said maybe like a cup two or three of them would help because i really don't appreciate having like, only one attempt like like in europe if you fail like one regionals you go to another if you fail the second regionals like you go to another like you have so many attempts it's like just like a very limited thing for us uh mm-hmm. so it's pretty pretty yeah. sad no Yeah, and I wonder if that's part of the reason why they don't have as many uh regionals in the area because um you know, Pokémon Go is pretty new to the competitive circuit, so I I could totally understand why most of the decision making process is still around TCG and VGC interest in regions. Like uh, they might yes. think like, "Oh, is it worth it even host a regional here if there's not a lot of people playing the other games?" So, yes. So uh, we do have we do have people employed by Niantic who work like uh, Indian managers, like Indian Indian community, like Niantic's mm-hmm. Indian Indian team. And uh like uh <laughs> I I I have gotten in touch with them like I have talked to them so like hopefully like uh, I I know that they're a bit they're now after especially I won like they're definitely enthusiastic to like improve the PVP community in India it should be like really good yeah no, definitely like this something I like about me winning worlds so, like you know like uh uh like it it definitely like as as many people said like it puts india on the map like it gets people mm-hmm. in india more excited about these things and like while uh i i feel that if like rise wins it's uh, it's a great personal achievement for him and rise has already established itself as like one of the best players of all time and if rise wins like it just solidifies that but for like for like india it's like a bit more because like me winning does not necessarily solidify myself as like the greatest player of in pvp ever or something but it does definitely gives india like a huge platform like to mm-hmm. be like okay we have number one on the leader gbl leaderboard now we have a self world champion now 
it's like a good thing good good beginning at least yeah no definitely definitely is um are you so i i don't know if they're gonna do that online tournament again this year or not hopefully they do because it's at least one chance for people in the region to kind of you know participate and play pokemon without having to like travel to different countries and stuff very easy you know because for us like you're just going to different states like it's it's within the same country which is so much easier and a lot of people have yes. multiple chances like even if you have a a convenient online tournament you only have one of those right or at least last year this past year yeah. um but i do know that they're hosting a um uh asia international championship uh in australia i believe in february um, do you have any plans to go to that potentially? Because I know that one will be broadcasted and it'll be uh, probably pretty not, big, at least for that general region. Not at the moment, to be honest. Uh, it would possibly a bit like if if I if I'm like really looking at more cost-effective options and like just looking at what the best regions I can attend. Probably Europe is still going to be like a bit cheaper to travel to than like. Oh, Australia. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Hey, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you at one of those. I, I would, I would love to see you on the big stage. Yeah, maybe, as well maybe, in maybe two thousand twenty-three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, po- be, it's possible. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you could be. Uh, I, I think we might have mentioned it before, but you could be the first, uh, Silf Arena and play Pokemon World Champion in the world in a, in the same year too. That'd be that'd be pretty hype. I think. Yeah. yeah. If I'm if I'm able to do that, like yes. Yeah. No, for sure um awesome well you know thank you for taking the time i know we've been going on for a while and it's getting a little bit later for you um do you do you have uh any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to share that we didn't have a chance to cover yet today um yes uh i mean uh i personally feel that like while while uh like i i i mean uh while uh, to to a lot of people like uh, I think a lot of like people who might be listening to this might not be might be a bit more casual about GBL or PVP in general. So like uh, like uh, like me me I would say like okay like uh, uh, me winning the world champion is not necessarily an accident to be honest. Like it's uh, it's even even the leads I was calling or even like. Uh, the plays I was making comes with a lot of experience, and uh, and definitely like a lot of help from other people, like you know, who have made me learn throughout throughout the years. And uh, I definitely appreciate the enthusiasm everyone has shown. Like the like I really love like really love the PVP community, and it's like really wholesome. Uh, so people who probably want to make uh, an entry into the PVP community, I, I think you guys would find it like more wholesome than it seems on the outside because like the people are pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's all I have to say. And th- thank you. Th- thank you, Caleb for hosting me for sure. I, yeah, I wish Speedy, no. I, I wish Speedy was here. Like he is like, love to have a chat with him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll drop me a message on discord like later this day and be like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I couldn't be here. <laughs> let's, 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 uh, let's hope to see you in GBL sometime or something. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we'll get you on GBLA for sure. Um, No, awesome. And, and, you know, thank you as well for being humble and sharing your thoughts and your journey as well. I I learned a lot and hopefully our listeners learned a lot too. 
And I think we could both say that you've come a long way from your attack weighted Umbreon back <laughs> just, Definitely. just what, two years ago. <laughs> so, um, but that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so for those listening, you know, regardless of where you start out in PvP, uh, I think Maxi is another great example of that too. Maxi also starting only about like a year ago in uh, Sylph as well too. But you, you could really, another world's competitor, you could really make a lot of headway if you put in the time and effort and practice into this. So um, really great to hear. Uh, before we go, uh, where can people find you if, uh, whether on Twitter or on other social media platforms, if they want to keep uh, updated with your um, daily adventures or future endeavors? Yeah, so the primary place is going to be Twitter. Like I'm available. You can just look up, like you could search for Vroom Vroom Pao. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, like I'm also available on some of the major Discord uh, PvP servers. So like uh, you would be able to find me there. Um, I'm I I am thinking of starting like Twitch streaming soon. So maybe there if if that works out. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. At the moment. okay, awesome. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. We'd love yeah. to see it. Um. So yeah, everyone, give room a follow as well, and definitely check out if you want to check out the world's footage. It should still be up on Twitch. I believe it's just under Self Arena's Twitch channel. So just look up Self yes. Arena. And uh, hopefully they will save like a VOD for that and maybe put it on YouTube down the road. So that way we have a permanent way to look at it because uh, on Twitch at the moment, you can only watch VODs for like up to 60 days. Um, so I don't know if you've done this already, Vroom, but if, if they're not uploading to YouTube, like it's not a bad idea to just somehow like, you know, download the file off of Twitch if you can find a way just so just so you can save it in case they do, it does get deleted. I, I know a lot of the world's footage from 2019 was not saved unfortunately because of that reason but um yeah hopefully they will save it this time i would i would i would i would try, would try that like the <laughs> i think there was those are some amazing battles and amazing stream atmosphere in general so like i i really loved it yeah yeah no it was incredible i highly recommend anyone interested uh to take a look because they were they were in incredible plays you know from every end uh not only just you but from your opponents as well too and it was uh it was just some of the most incredible stuff i've seen so um but anyway thank you again for joining and thank you everyone for listening to this special episode uh we'll catch you all next time in episode 71 so have a great one and take care (laughs) 